should I be a Smurf? Let me see the Smurf. It's more animated. <laughs> so great. You know what ruined Smurfs for me is that Papa Smurf video. Have you seen that? have not is it a you haven't video of papa smurf it's a whole rap video of papa smurf want to lick your ass and then it just cuts to like a female smurf going yeah bitch lick my ass and he's just licking ass yeah no i think i'm in that video because i'm a smurf long long ago there was a hidden village where tiny creatures live smurfs they were good What item is most representative of you? A personal item or a personal belonging? Anything. Maybe like a microphone or maybe like a pen. I'm a creative. I'm always writing, performing. Yeah, that could be one. Or like a mic stand. Yeah, I'm like a skinny, lanky guy and I do stand up. I perform and yeah. Mine's an alarm clock because I'm really annoying, but also useful. Andy, your machine is absolutely smurfly amazing. That's very good. Oh, if you put it like that, maybe I can think of a better one. The mic stand's good because like I stand up, but you can knock me down pretty easily. I seem like a cool, confident guy, but I'm soft inside. I get pushed over really easy. I take a lot of bullshit. So yeah, that could be. What was your favorite childhood toy? I had a blankie. Yeah. What was your blankie's name? Uh, blankie. Oh, that's great. My girlfriend has a blankie too. Do you want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. That looks sanitary. It they looks like with- something from the dryer. Not uh, a looker by any means. She wraps it around her eyes like this. This is what I wake up to every morning. A swamp monster. Mine was called a hmm And I left it on the airplane. <laughs> and I made my aunt go back to the airport to try to find it. Someone threw it away. It was gone. And that's Dude. when my comedy career started. Right, right. That's a Most trigger. traumatic thing that ever happened to me. I had a blankie and my grandma lives in Taiwan. One time I went there and I forgot my blankie in Taiwan. And I, I saw my grandma yearly. So went back home, realized I didn't pack it. Cried like fucking cried. Yeah, I've no, I don't think I I've ever been that devastated. And I had to go a year. I had like a replacement blankie, but I went. Yeah, like no, it's not the year. same. My gr- grandma tried to make me a new one because she had yeah. made the last one. You just I like want this. It. it was the same color. And I was like, no, it doesn't have the same smells and the same holes. Respect the blankie. Yeah, don't even mm-hmm try it. Is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this isn't. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the sequel. Fuck this. I got it back. Do you still have it? I don't know exactly where it is, but it, my mom is terrible at throwing things out, but she understood that was something that, that I'd want to keep. Complaint of the day is app notifications for apps that I don't need notifications from. Groupon, I don't need to shop right now. It does it like multiple times a day too, and I should just adjust the settings. I know that's a possibility, but I'd rather complain about it. Every Smurf complaint that there's nothing we can do to change it. I get them from Lyft and Grubhub discount. Oh, code yeah, yeah, yeah. Postmates all the time. It's dude, yeah. I don't need delivery every day in my life. And they always lie. Order in the next 20 minutes, you'll get 50% off. If you open the app, it's always there. I just took an Uber not too long ago and then Lyft messaged me like the very moment. Yeah, the, because they knew you were I cheating ordered. on them. Yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing's all we got. 
when did you get started in comedy and stuff? So I've been doing comedy six years. I started in college. I was 21. I was a junior. I was like a douchey kid in college. All I wanted to do was party. I didn't care about grades. My whole childhood, I was very creative. Like I would write short stories, draw comic books. What was your major? English and theater. I was a double major. What ended up happening was at a certain point in college, you can only dick around for so long before you're like, all right, now I got to choose a major. So I was just like, I just want to do something I really want to do. I don't want to do economics. Start taking these creative writing courses and theater classes. And it just kind of blossomed from there. And then I started doing stand up because everything I did was comedy. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. I think if you go through enough traumatic shit, you can become a comic. Yeah, I think it's a lot about childhood. People deal with issues through, yeah, trauma through laughter and all that stuff. Were you a creative child? I've always been like creative drawing and everything. It's art to me. Yeah. At a certain point, you just make that decision of like, all right, let me try to make a career out of this. A lot of people never do. And they just kind of went to work and then have kids. Yeah, that sounds awful. Whatever, as long as you're happy. If you're suppressing something, are you really going to be happy? Some people have kids and then the kids become their thing. Yeah. The kids to be the artist. Adulting is hard. I'm not sure where you are, but like. I'm 30, so. Sweet sorrow. Are you? Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm getting there. When you start to get to this like late 20s, it's party. Yeah, no. The the day I turned 30 at midnight. What is a keyboard? (laughs) There's so many buttons. Everything is difficult. So many social media platforms. You need a TikTok. I don't have that much time left. Yeah. It's overwhelming. I'm grateful I started what I did because when I'm 30, I'll have been doing comedy for nine years and I should be. I should have started by now. Hey, but you know what? I don't want to say never too late, but everyone has a different starting point and life isn't fair. Some people start in a great position where they're like the son of a famous comedian or daughter of a famous comedian. Do you think that's a great position? Because then you have to compete with your family. What if you guys have different comedy styles? What if you don't want to be a comedian? Then you, you know, fame by association type. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to get stage time, but it's all about what you do with it. And everyone has different starting off points. You just got to do the necessary work. You still have to work hard no matter what. I would say an advantage people have that are older that start. I'm I'm a little less. Concerned. They already have a life perspective. When I started, I knew nothing about the world. I was talking about going to frat parties and Kim Kardashian's ass. I thought it was funny. My frat brothers thought it was funny, but you go to open mic, it's people see how immature it is. And I started in New York City, so you have a lot of artisty type of people who uh, hate those kind of people. So, so are you in New York? I am in New York, yes. The last two people who I interviewed are comics from New York. Maybe I should just move out there. That's where my friends are. Come now while the rent's cheap, things are going to open up and then people will be coming back. Are you doing stand up? Yeah, I'm doing stand up every night still. Every night? Yeah, but not always in New York. I go on the road a lot because that's really where you make your money and you get to really work on your 45 minute act. 45 minutes. That sounds really intimidating to me. It's intimidating to me too. Doing a good 45 is not easy. Yeah, no, I'm having a hard time putting together five minutes for an open mic somewhere. I have a lot of stories. I can even go back in my podcast episodes and find funny stories. I just don't know like the order. The only way you're going to really learn is through experience. If there's anything that you feel really strong about, the first thing you would talk about to your therapist, that's the stuff you should bring on stage because you're passionate about it. People really connect with the emotion. What's your biggest passion that you like to discuss? I like talking about my girlfriend, but before I met her, I was talking about dating, my relationship life, the PC culture, trying to toe the line. What you're not supposed to say, but making it funny. 
so much fun. We can really get a crowd worried that you might be offensive, but then you just make a great point. That's like what I live for is that line of is it too much and then back up. No, it's not. Yeah. This is why like, I love um, offensive comedy. That's my favorite. It's the best feeling and they're the hardest jokes to work on because you're pissing people off and you're coming across as ignorant. Mm -hmm. I remember there's one joke about cisgender, a dumb term because it's like, it just I don't means, even know what that means. It, it's just a fancy word for straight. It means you identify with the sexuality and gender you were born with. If you're a group that hasn't been really oppressed, mm -hmm. you don't need terms for it. If you're straight white male, yeah, you don't need, you don't a, need term. a term. Only a girl could come out as straight because if she admits to people that she's cisgender or whatever, great, good for you. But if a guy does that, people think he's gay. That's the whole, sure. That was the punchline. But getting to that, there will be a lot of nights. I'm bringing up cisgender. Immediately, the crowd's like, whoa, what are you saying here? Are you ignorant? Just explaining myself and not being like super confident because it's new material. There was a lot of nights. Oh, boy, these people just... And I'm in New York. They probably just think I'm a bad comic, but they also think I'm trying to be that guy. It sounds good. Yeah, but it took a while to get there. There's another one. My girlfriend called me out. We were at a restaurant and I called the server and I was like, thanks, man. She goes, why did you identify his gender? You just said his. You also identified his gender. The moment you bring it up, people are like, Oh boy. Yeah, like, how dare you talk about something that's physically evident? Most people just hope it's funny so they can laugh because they don't want it to be awkward. But then there are people that are like, don't even bring it up, you cis motherfucker, whatever the fuck. Winning those people over, even though there's no reward in it because those people are out of their mind and you can't win with them. A lot of times they go, you should apologize. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Apologize. Yeah. Can you imagine that? What kind of cuck am I? Like, I'm going to apologize. What if I led with, I'm sorry in advance and then went into it? You can preface like, hey, here it comes, baby. I don't know if you're dating someone, I'm but it, okay. So imagine if like we were dating and I upset you. And then I said, sorry, 687 times to you. You'd be mm -hmm. like, oh. I'm skeptical. Are you even sorry? If you say it more than once, then it cancels out. It's just sad. And if you really do accept my apology, I shouldn't have to apologize more than that. Yeah. The rules of dating. And one of them was like, don't ever say sorry or thank you. I always say thank you. Sometimes I say sorry if it's deserved. That sounds like that can lead to a lot of trouble. You are in a relationship or you're seeing someone and you fuck up and you won't say. You say thank you to express gratitude for something that you wish to continue in the future. Like if you want them to do something again. Especially if you're getting serious with someone you can't let them keep guessing how you're feeling. Sometimes I tell well, I'm my Jewish. Friend, I'm a Jewish woman. So oh. like, there's nothing ambiguous about my presence. Do you have to marry a Jew? Is that what your family no, wants? No, it's an option, but so is every other kind. Good. I mean, I think there's nothing worse than someone person that has to marry in their own. No, actually, I think it would be best if I didn't marry someone of my own, just because if I was going to reproduce, I know it's getting towards the end of that period of optimal reproduction, but I don't think that I would want to reproduce with another Jew because it creates allergies. That's what happens. A lot of allergies, a lot of complaining. Too much complaint. Like I'm a purebred. There's a lot of issue no i'm mixed race so it's like i'm already fucked up so i can marry whoever i want no it's not fucked up like purebred dogs don't live as long it's the same with people really you have to diversify the genes or else yeah it's, i'm an inbred my parents aren't siblings it's not like that i know but <laughs> i know what you're saying it's like jew on jew is inbreed in a way for sure i feel like i don't have the strongest genetic profile whereas these mixed breeds they're exotic looking and they're faster what, runners i think like asian and black women love that let's be honest like asians are super smart and black people are the best athletes yeah exactly you know? so you would be like, like the, the fastest and, and the smartest 
Yeah. Look at Tiger Woods. Patrick Mahomes. Guy could throw a ball in 100 yards in midair, like upside down. Derek Jeter, Aaron Judge. Yeah, I would fuck any yeah. of these guys. No, me too. <laughs> Look at, I'm thinking of like a purebred Jew. I'm an Upper West Side. I see them all the time. And yeah. I would say this, Jew guys, not attractive, but Jewish girls, super high. It's like a fetish. Not, Thank you. Like, it is. A little short Jewish girl. There was yeah, a Jewish girl weird. I was dating. And she was a fucking freak, but she just had, yeah, it's just, uh, there's something to the, it's a certain type but of But was she, would you know? say that she was ambiguous about the way that she felt ever? No, she just told you, you don't have to worry. About, I wonder what they're thinking. She hated her parents. Same. Is it you? Maybe. I don't even remember her name. Sarah? Yeah, that sounds Jewish. Early to bed and early to rise makes a smurf hungry for a homemade pie. I'm freaked out every day about financial situations. I'm a gig worker. It's not secure. Even if you work for someone, it's not secure. I would know I've had 25 jobs. That's true. You can get canned at any moment. I'm always walking on eggshells. Very good point. When you put it that way. I always think like the guys at the nine to five jobs haven't made, but their company could downsize or they could just let them go and they're done too. And if I kind of know when I'm getting fired. Like, for example, if they ask me for the company phone back, I'm probably going to get canned pretty soon. Right. So I just call in sick a bunch they of They say days. clear a desk and don't come tomorrow. They're trying to break up with you usually. <laughs> so you don't want me to come back tomorrow is what you're saying. Like tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. Okay, Monday. Do you think that this is going to be like, are you going to get over never it? ever again? Let's try Why never did you hire me in the first place? <laughs> That's the tour of the Chocolate Factory.